is the Todd and Friends podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast uh, once again today. Uh, joining us on the telephone, uh, Sean Bolson, as he does on these uh, Wednesdays uh, each week. And, uh, well, Sean, the, uh, we've talked a lot about the Ryder Cup as we've moved into it. We'll talk about some of that today, maybe a little Vikings and Twins as well. But uh, you still have a, a daughter in school. She's a volleyball player. So things have been cranking up here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, my last one, Hattie. She's yeah. a 10th grader. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of makes me feel old. I uh <laughs> Three, uh, well, one married with a kid, two in college, and one left. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's an exciting time of year for that too, and and of course your son Kate is playing college hockey again this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Libby are both at Mankato State, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she got delivered, and and uh, you know it's funny. I probably talked to her more now that she's in college than I did when she's at home because <laughs> she's not. You know, I mean, she's not. Out and about and gone. With, I mean, I get the check in. Hey, Dad, you know, I'll send a text in the morning. Say, hey, how'd class go? And I'll get a hey, good. And then I get a call. So yeah, I probably talked to her as much that she's away than when she was home. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, glad you stayed in, in touch with them. Good luck to the the uh, athletic adventures that they're uh, undertaking this fall and and winter, of course. Uh, so the yeah. Ryder Cup, uh, Sean. Uh, the team has been selected. Uh, two guys from in the top 12 uh, didn't make the team. That was uh, Cam Young and uh, Keegan Bradley. And then uh, Ricky Fowler was 13th and Justin Thomas, who was 15th in Ryder Cup points. They made it onto the team. I didn't think it was really that controversial in the end. Brooks Kepka got on. He should have. Uh, no other live players really played, did enough in the majors to, to show that they necessarily should have been on the team. And and, uh, you know, the guys that they took off, Cam Young's only 23. Uh, Keegan Bradley wasn't very happy about it. He said, I'm kind of an outsider. It's a little bit of a old boy network uh, going on on the Ryder Cup selections. But he was just barely in with 11 points. Uh, I didn't. I thought it was, you know, pretty standard picks, I thought. Yeah, I, I did not. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was, uh, you know, it, they take it over a couple-year point system. And yep. The Justin Thomas pick. That was just such an old boys club. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you talk about there was nobody on the live tour that played good enough in majors. Look at DJ's results in majors compared to JT. JT has been brutal. Yeah. And especially lately, I don't feel he should have made it. Uh, your guy Bryson, who I've never been a fan of, mm-hmm. I've probably grown to like more recently. <laughs> you know, just shot at fifty eight has been playing unbelievable. Um, I, I don't have a lot of. You know, I, I get their captain's picks. Yeah. What I would like to see done, I thought about this last night because I was looking. I'd like to see put 7 through 20 into a, a little qualifier. Just like if I want to go play in the U.S. Open or you do, you got to go to a qualifier. This is bigger than the U.S. Open. Yeah. Let's let, put them in a qualifier and even do a little stacked ranking where maybe somebody starts at 500 for whatever. I want the people playing the best right now to play. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some of the reasons we've left the captain's pitches. There's some camaraderie. You got locker room guys. You got guys yep. that play good together. I understand all that. But if Brooks wouldn't have won the major, they wouldn't have let him in. Um, they got Justin Thomas, who didn't. I mean, I don't know what less a person could have done to deserve a spot in the last two, three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he failed at everything he had in front of him. 
to get him in the FedEx and so on. So I, I struggle with that pick. I think the Ricky pick's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen a couple other guys. And I'm not just saying the live guys, but no. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think Thomas earned a spot. But it is kind yeah. of an old boys club, and they're, they're going to win either way. I mean, the European team isn't strong, yeah. so I think they're going to win. Yes, except we've thought that before in Europe, and for whatever reason, uh, they have been able to beat the U.S. on European soil every year since 1993 was the last time the U.S. won in Europe. 30 years. So it is time for that to end, and you know that nobody feels that more than the guys on the U.S. team. Uh, in defense of Justin Thomas, I would say he's 6-2-1 and one, uh, in two championships, yep. uh, in two Ryder Cups. He also is very good in the, uh, the other, what's the other one, the President's Cup. He has a terrific record there. And right. it's not medal play, it's match play. So if he has, uh, you know, a couple of struggles, he can recover. He's just a very good match play player. And, uh, but, but it definitely was, well, we have friends we want on the team. So apparently Sam Burns and, and Scotty Scheffler are, are really thick. Uh, they're, they're like brothers. So, so Scheffler said, I want Sam Burns on the team. He was 12th on the points list. Another guy you could have made a case not to be on the team. Uh, Sam Burns. He hasn't really played that well since about March, uh, so y- you could have made a case for him as well. And then we know with uh, you know a couple of the other automatic qualifiers that they all wanted Justin Thomas on there. So I guess the only way to ensure your spot is to to get enough points to to win your way in. And and Keegan Bradley didn't do quite enough. I don't blame him for being a little upset though about being left left off the team. Yeah, I agree. And in the past, Justin Thomas has been a very good player. We yeah. know that, you know, yeah. with his matches. But he, I, I mean, that's not today. He also he's never no. missed the FedEx Cup. He just missed the FedEx Cup. Yeah. You know, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been good. And so, the big thing is this: Do you take? Uh, well, obviously, with him, they take just you know, it, it's they want him on the team. And I hate to make it sound like I'm not a Justin Thomas fan because yeah. I am. Yeah. But when it comes to something this big. Let's re- reward the guys that are playing great, you know, and, yeah. and that's why, uh, yeah. But you're always going to have some controversial picks, and yeah, and you know that's kind of the little soap opera in golf. You know that there's not a whole lot of drama in golf a lot when it comes to, you know, besides the the live stuff we've just had. Yeah. But yeah. just get them a little spotlight, and and I think we're going to be okay uh, with the team we have. Yeah, I think so too, uh, no doubt. But I think the Europeans are better than they were two years ago. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like you are, we just steamrolled the Europeans two years ago. But it's going to be a lot of different guys on this year's team. And and Victor Hovland, you'd be hard-pressed. You know, you're kind of saying you like guys that are in good form here in the last couple of months going into the Ryder Cup, and that's a good good a very good reason not to have Justin Thomas on the team it's also you have Victor Hovland over on the European side who right now is the best player on the planet and then you have John Rahm although he's been a little off uh, here recently for him for any other player they'd take his game of course and Rory McIlroy I mean you have those three guys at the top they're going to be pretty tough they are going to be tough they are and you know of our top six I look at like a Max Homa and I think you know what Max kind of has made his inroads, you know, since some of the guys went to live, and he's played pretty good and very untested and uncharted, and he's one of our top six, yep. you know, if you go by points. So they do have some experience up top. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it's fun to watch. It always yeah, is. It's a really fun them. event. You kind of yep. see everybody get together, and, and then you kind of look at the Brooks, Kepka, and Cantlay. 
feud, and they're on the same team. And, you know, you yep. just kind of, like, wonder how that all works. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, and Cantlay is the guy on the team this year. Two years ago it was, who are we going to pair with Bryson? And then they took Scotty Scheffler because apparently he gets along with everyone. So then he and he and Bryson played together, and I don't think they lost. Uh, maybe they had a half in there, but they were really an unstoppable team. This year's team, the guy that you need to find somebody that can play with him is Cantlay uh, because right. of his very slow. You're definitely not going to pair him with Kepka as you just referenced. Uh, but you're going to have to be able to find a guy that can play with Cantlay. And, you know, kind of the word is not only is he a slow player, he's, he's not very personable. And he kind of he believes that he's smarter than everybody else in the room at the time. So there's a little to work with there with uh, Cantlay instead of uh, Bryson this year. Yeah, you can watch an event and realize that Cantlay is just kind of blah. Yeah. I mean, he has real no person. When he won the FedEx Cup, I mean, everybody's kind of like, okay. Because he just doesn't have any flair, no, no personality from the outside perspective, yeah. and uh, he's super slow, which is annoying to a lot of players because it's slow enough the way it is. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be a tough draw. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll look forward to it. We'll make our predictions once the Ryder Cup gets a little closer here, uh, the end of September. Uh, the Vikings uh, have their, well, they're down to 53 guys, but I don't think the roster is quite finalized yet. They can still make moves uh, ahead of opening day here a week from Sunday. Uh, for the Vikings, I think the, the, the question that remains open right now is, are they going to get Justin Jefferson signed to a contract extension? And if they don't, uh, will that have any effect on, uh, you know, team chemistry and things like that. I don't think so. Jefferson doesn't seem like he's the kind of a guy that'll cause a problem if he doesn't get his contract. Uh, but I guess I'd like to see him get him signed before the season starts. Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, you know, they kept six receivers, uh, uh, four tight ends. Yeah. So I think to me that says, you know, the offense, I, I don't think of the fourth tight end's going to be there come opening day. But, yeah. um, you know, getting Jefferson signed is big. You have you have him, Osborne, and Addison, uh, and, and you know they kept Naylor and, and, and is it Reg, Reagan? Yeah, uh, yep. yeah, and, and he, uh, I, I don't know. So I mean, you have ten position players uh, that catch the ball from Kirk. Um, obviously, they're not all going to play, but uh, I, I would think it's going to be lots of formations, lots of different schemes. Uh, we didn't see anything in the preseason, so I'm excited to get it rolling to actually see what uh, we're going to do. Right, we didn't we didn't see the starters play at all in the preseason. I, I'm no. not sure, you know, why play the preseason games. Well, I know why. It's money, but uh, it, it seems like they could add an 18th regular season game for my money and do away with the preseason entirely. Now, I don't think the NFL owners will ever go for that. Um, but but 17 games is an odd number for scheduling. 18 would be perfect, but the players didn't want 17. So to go to 18, they'll definitely want some concessions on the preseason. But they never play anymore in the preseason. And I can't blame them. They want them to start the season healthy. Um, but then, you know, sometimes they're a little rusty at the start of the year. Cousins picks up on things fast, though. Uh, I, you know, I got to give him credit for that. This is the first time since he joined the Vikings that he'll be in the same offense for consecutive seasons. That's only going to help him. I do believe it'll only help him. The thing yeah. I'm concerned with is we have the same offensive line that let him, yeah. you know, he was sacked 46 times, third most most in the league. We yeah. have the same offensive line, um, and you know, so that concerns me a little bit. I I like Cousins' game. I've said it for you know a couple of years. I, yep. I like what he does. He's fundamentally sound. Yep. Um, you know, hasn't gotten over the big hump, but he's he's somebody I want on my team. But I'm just a little concerned with 
you know, is Madison a step down from Cook? Maybe a little, maybe not. But you have that, and then you have the same offensive line that's protecting him, and you have, you know, similar weapons on the outside. I think our wide receivers are, you know, a step up with Addison, you know, pretty much over Thielen, you know, him and Osborne. Now Thielen was kind of on the end of his career, not able to get separation and get open. So I think our skill positions are kind of similar with that same offensive line that really struggled. So I think we need to see a couple of those offensive linemen take big steps forward uh, for us to really improve it all on the offensive end, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, unproven, I think, is the one word that comes to mind right now. We do have some new faces there, but we weren't great last year, and I'm not sure we got a whole lot better. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking for more of a mediocre season than we had last year. Yeah, I I, I, I hate to agree with that, but I do. And, uh, you know, it's one thing. People are acting like since the Vikings now have Brian Flores on defense that Ed Donatel was a complete idiot. Now, we didn't like his defense, but he wasn't a complete idiot. I don't know how much difference a scheme change and a coach will make on the defensive side of the ball. I think you make bigger differences by coaching changes on the offensive side. I think the defense will be better. But in the end, it's the players who execute and win games, not the coaches. And the Vikings didn't have enough players last year, and I'm not sure they have enough players on defense this year. Yeah, I think Hunter will have a better year in this new scheme. I think we're going to blitz more of the problem. Everybody loves seeing the blitz. That's great. But if you don't have cornerbacks that can hold up, you could get torched. And I'm not, you know, we don't have the proven cornerbacks that we can say, hey, we're going to put them on an island and we're going to, you know, blitz more. I do do think the shell defense last year got really hard to watch when teams would march right down. Their quarterback got no pressure. They're taking what we gave them, which was quite a bit. So I think this new scheme is more exciting. But like you said, you need the personnel to fit it. I do think... Uh, we're going to have some guys like a uh, uh, hunter that's going to have a better year, but boy, those corners better hold up, or we're going to give up some points. Yeah, that's for sure. So the season a little over a, a week away uh, for them, and then the Gophers uh, kick off their season uh, tomorrow night. Boy, they have a wicked schedule this year. I thought I saw that the Gophers have like a top twenty toughest schedule in college football this year, as both Michigan and Ohio State are on their uh, schedule uh, calendar for the first time at about. I don't know, it's either two or four years since the last time they played both of those teams uh, in the same year. I think it's been four years since they had to do that. So, tougher schedule. Uh, new quarterback, Ethan Kaliak-Manis. I'm ready to see a new guy at the helm of the Gophers, and he can sling it. I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, you know, I was at the game in Lincoln with my daughter, yep. Libby, when the Gophers were, uh, you know, played a very lackluster first half. Morgan gets dinged the last play of the first half. Kaliak-Manis comes in, leads them to a win uh, against the same Nebraska Cornhuskers that we face. So, kind of exciting. Um, I, I think a new everybody's been waiting for a new uh, era in quarterback, and, yep. and uh, he's way more athletic. He can use his legs more if he needs to, and he can sling it. So, I like what he brings to the table. Um, you know, we're going to be tested. We have a very hard schedule. So, yeah. um, But the Gophers do find a way to get it done at times. So, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping uh, obviously you're not going to sweep Michigan and Ohio State, but there are winnable games on the uh, on the on the schedule, and and hopefully we can get off to one here on Thursday. 
win those games, and then pick up a game or two where you're the underdog, uh, as long as it's not a huge underdog. Uh, and, you know, still a, a good bowl game in the offing for the Gophers. This is the last year of divisions uh, within the Big Ten. Next year, they just go to one conference, and it's no longer divisions. So everything changes next year. This is the last year of divisional play uh, in the Big Ten, and we'll see how, how how it all works out for them. Hey, I, I moved off the Vikings without asking you about Trey Lance, and I meant to do that because yeah. you, you know Trey's dad, don't you? I do. I know yeah. Trey's dad very well. He's one yeah. of my college coaches, and uh, I actually saw him last summer at Jackpot, and he was pretty excited with the whole 49ers piece, and now you look in, uh, he's, he's going to Dallas. Uh, I, I was really surprised. I do like uh, Trey as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I like what I've seen. He did have a couple of, you know, he had the injury last year. I uh, did not know that it was going to be, you know, I, I'm not sold on Purdy. I do know that no. he was kind of a, uh, you know, he was a feel-good story at the end, but I never once got the feeling like he was a quarterback that's going to lead a franchise to prominence. He yeah. uh, he just kind of, you talk about the old-fashioned game manager, uh, yeah. you know, and, and maybe with their defense and their offensive line and, you know that's what they're 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 wanting, but you know they have some major weapons with Kittle, one of the top tight ends in the league. Um, you got uh, the, the uh, utility guy, I forget his name, the all-purpose uh, wide Debo Samuel. Yep. You know, one of great wide receivers slash Christian running McCaffrey back, is another good one. Guy. Yeah. McCaffrey, one of they have some great skill positions. Yep. So maybe they were looking for a game manager because I don't think much more of Purdy than that. No. And then, you know, they have Sam Darnold backing them up. So I was kind of surprised that Trey, you know, uh, was beat out by those guys. But hopefully he'll find a home and find some success behind Dak. Yeah, I was really shocked by that. I, I'm with you on Purdy. Yeah, it's a, a feel-good story. But there's a reason he was the last player taken. He's undersized, and he doesn't have a big arm, and he doesn't have a lot of speed and, and mobility outside of the pocket. Um, but they must just be in love with his intangibles and his ability to operate uh, Shanahan's offense. That, that's that got to be it, because if you were going to go on physical talents, Trey Lance's head and shoulders above either of the two guys they kept. I, I feel yeah. bad. It feels like Lance didn't get... A really a good chance there in San Francisco, which is a surprise since everything they gave up for him, which put an unfair amount of pressure on him as well. So uh, now he's definitely the backup in Dallas behind Dak uh, for at least a season. I thought that was a strange move, actually, by the Cowboys, but uh, but that's what they did. Maybe they don't believe in Dak Prescott that much. Uh, I hope it goes well for Trey. I, I kind of was wishing the Vikings would have been in on him, uh, but apparently they fell in love with Jaron Hall after drafting him on the fifth round. Uh, give me Trey Lance with size and speed and a rocket arm and and teach him how to play the game uh, rather than take the intangibles guy who can't do it physically, which is Jaron Hall. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I don't think we, anybody ever sees Hall as a possible starter in this no. league. You know, he's probably going to be a career backup. So, And then, um, you know, to me, Cousins would be a great guy to uh, exactly. And Mullins is, you know, he's a decent quarterback. I don't think anybody sees him as a starter. I look at, at Lance's intangibles. I look at his, his, uh, just his size and his speed and his arm, and just, you yeah. know, let him learn under somebody great and give him a chance. So I was surprised. I think for a fourth round pick, you look what yeah. San Fran gave up to get him, and Dallas gets him for a fourth round pick. I would have loved to seen him in purple, but. Um, you know, now he's uh, on, on uh, America's team. They call him still the Cowboy. <laughs> right. So we'll see what happens. We only wish him the best. That's right. Sean, have a great day. Thanks, Todd.
Uh, Tatted Friends Podcast, Sean Bolson joining us today. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.